Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu/visit. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cam Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them. Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Can you believe we're this deep into the NFL season? We got to make every second count. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can make the most out of every game day. Bet on your favorite teams for a shot at winning big bucks. New customers can score $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting 5 bucks on any matchup. Get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the app now and use code RICHARD. New customers can score $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on the NFL. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code RICHARD. The crown is yours. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8 HOPENY or text HOPENY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario see sportsbook.draftkings.com/football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources the volume championship that should always be the expectation all right man that's going in Welcome to the Richard Sherman podcast. Mitchell. I, I mean, Niners, Cowboys, I mean, who could have saw this coming? Mitchell. This guy. Rich. I saw. Yeah. You saw you saw it a while ago too, Rich. I I am convinced uh, an objective standard by a very normal, you know, NFL fan, the 49ers They got it made in the shade right now, Richard. Beating Arizona, another division game. Richard, your thoughts on the 49ers? The hot streak continues. Mitchell, the 49ers clinched the NFC West. They get free hats and t-shirts. Woo, hooray. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Six straight wins by 12 points or more. Purdy clearly making a great case for MVP, but you know his humbleness, Mitchell. He's so humble. He says, "Hey, my teammate Christian McCaffrey should get the MVP. And and by golly Mitchell, I'm not going to argue with the man at all. Christian McCaffrey has had an incredible season, 1800 yards from scrimmage, 20 touchdowns, tying him with my guy, a friend of the program, Raheem Mostert of the Miami Dolphins who's having himself an all-pro season in his own right, and he better get the first team all-pro now. It's going to be between those two. You might have to find a way to put two running backs on an all-pro ballot because both of them deserve it this year. Um, I mean, what can I say? Javon Kinlaw, 
Let's give Javon Kinlaw some love. Eric Armstead has been down. Javon Hargrave is down. And Javon Kinlaw has got his, what, fourth sack in, in four games or something like that? Hadn't, hadn't had a season where he had more than two and a half on the year? Mitchell. Sometimes it just clicks for guys. And right now it's clicking for Javon Hargrave. Nicholas John Bosa has had seven and a half sacks in the last six games. And it's changed since his boy Chase Young has come into the fold, Mitchell. Nicholas John Bosa is is rejuvenated. And Chase Young got him a half sack. They won the game. But it's a big one next week, Mitchell, against the Baltimore Ravens. That's one I cannot wait for. Monday night football. Baltimore comes to San Francisco, and it's going to be a battle. Well, it sure is, and this might be a Super Bowl preview. I mean, the Baltimore Ravens, as we record this, are playing tonight against the Jags. The Jags look sloppy, but they're staying in this game right now. The Ravens, this is going to be the ultimate measuring stick game in the NFL. I mean, the Ravens beat up routinely on the NFC. Richard, is this the team that could potentially stop the San Francisco 49ers? Uh, Mitchell, I, I'm not sure. You know, it, it, if there is one weakness to the San Francisco 49ers that was evident in this game against the Arizona Cardinals, it is the run defense. But this is, again, without Javon Hargraves and Eric Armstead. So you're missing two big-time starters, not just run-of-the-mill guys, guys that make a huge impact on what they do schematically. So uh, I, 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 if those guys play, I think San Francisco wins it going away. If they don't, I think it's a dogfight. But, I mean, what else can you say about this team? CMC, so many records are going to fall this year. I think Brock Purdy's 484 yards away from the franchise record for, for passing yards in a season, trying to surpass the great Steve Young. Like, I mean, actually, I think Jeff Garcia has it. Jeff Garcia has a franchise record. Um, He's trying to catch Steve Young's passing touchdown records of, of 36. He has 29 right now, so he needs eight more in the next three games to surpass that, and I think he'll do it. But Christian McCaffrey is trying to surpass Jerry Rice for the most touchdowns in a single season as a San Francisco 49ers. He only needs three more, and something tells me Kyle Shanahan is going to be aware of that near the end of the season, Mitchell, and try to get that for him. He may even have Brock Purdy throw a pass to Christian McCaffrey. I don't know, Mitchell. I don't I don't write the storybooks. Well, 10 years ago, Richard, I, I would have been shocked that you were this good of a 49ers historian. But uh, here we are. And, and you know what, Richard? I know going into tomorrow morning, Monday morning, you're going to be face-to-face with Skip Bayless. And I know you got to be pleased what happened in Buffalo, Richard. I know you've got to be so pleased what happened in Buffalo. The Bills Mafia... Probably on cloud nine. This team is on the the resurgency right now. Richard, what the hell happened in Buffalo? Mitchell, they got the brakes beat off of them. Once more, Mitchell, because this is a flawed team. Mitchell, it is a flawed team. And when you have teams like the Arizona Cardinals, Arizona Cardinals ran the ball well against San Francisco 49ers. They have a good scheme. They have a good old line who blocks, open up holes. I think they ran for 224 or something against San Francisco 49ers. Give them a ton of credit. But when teams can run the ball, this undersized Dallas Cowboys linebacker crew, this undersized back seven, they say, oh, these safeties can play up on the line of scrimmage. You got this three-headed monster that, except when teams want to just run the ball down your throat. 
then you have undersized linebackers and they pick them up and say, excuse me, we'd like you to move over here. We, we'd want to open up a few gaps. And to the tune of, uh, of Cook, Cook went for 179, Mitchell, 179 yeah. on the ground, career high. They, they just kept feeding him and feeding him and feeding him until the game was over, Mitchell. They were in control. And you know what's funny? Because Skip always makes this point. Dallas Cowboys lead the league in time of possession. They got beat in time of possession this game by 10 minutes. Mitchell, they beat them down, walked the ball down the field, said that Prescott can't beat us. CD Lamb can't beat us. Tony Pollard, who? Why would you try to run this kid? I remember Skip saying Tony Pollard and CMC were on the same level. And I said, I mean, I had to check his cup, Mitchell. I know he doesn't drink, but maybe somebody slipped something in it. I couldn't believe it, Mitchell, I, I, because I didn't. I was perplexed. I was vexed. I was hoodwinked, bamboozled. Mitchell, I didn't get it, and I still don't. Because when I tell you, at every level, the San Francisco 49ers are better. And you get confused in, in these games. They beat Philadelphia. Yes, they did. They beat Philadelphia Eagles at home. They played well. They beat them handily. Mm-hmm. You beat, you beat Seattle Seahawks. Congratulations. You did. Those are true wins. But then you go on the road, and that's where you'll be in the playoffs. You'll be on the road, back on the road again. I don't think you'll play a home game because if now you'll, you'll, you'll stumble again because the, 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 I think the Eagles will lose to the Seahawks this week, and I think the Seahawks are going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to battle their way in, and I, I really believe they got a shot. They're going to go on a run. They played well against San Francisco. It just start, started getting freaky down, down late. But if they can run the ball and beat the Philadelphia Eagles, I think Dallas stumbles again. Dallas still has to play the Miami Dolphins. They still have to play your Detroit Lions. So Dallas sure might do. have another loss in there coming up. So they'll go to the fifth seed, Mitchell. And you know what that means? That means they'll play the NFC South because the NFC South has always got the worst champion, division champ. I mean, I'm sorry. It's just how it goes. But Dave Canales, all of a sudden, has these Tampa Bay Buccaneers rolling. They ran into a, a, a hot Green Bay team that was rolling that went Thanksgiving Day and, and put put a beating on your Detroit Lions. I'm sorry to say that what they did. You know, it was that moon. Mitchell, was that moon. Mm -hmm. I told you about it. Mm -hmm. the morning. But they went and put a beating on them. But then the Bucs with Chris Godwin, who was who got a little bit of a, a little bit of a, a public lashing from Todd Bowles, and he took it. He took it like a grown man. Took it like a pro. Hey, he gets to say what he says. He's the head coach. I don't. I don't take it personal. I just go out there and go to work. Well, he had nine catches or ten catches for one fifty-five today. Had a great game. Mike Evans is is starting to come into his own. Baker Mayfield throws for three hundred. Mitchell, if they get hot and this defense starts to get hot and get rolling. That can be a dogfight of a game for the Dallas Cowboys. It can go from the cakewalk that they usually have in the wild card because they always get the 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 last place division, you know, sometimes an under 500 team, and they go in there and they have their way. But be careful with them Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It may go different. Okay, football season is finally here. And here's one thing every fan should know. You can get anything you need for game day delivered with Uber Eats. Well, almost, almost anything. Because no, you can't get your dream running back for your fantasy team delivered with Uber Eats. But flapjacks, baby back ribs, and a cold six pack? Yeah, you can definitely get those. Great pass protection? That's a no. Great pizza selection from your favorite places? Yes. Championship defense? No. Deodorant? Yep. A well-executed fake punt? No. Delicious fresh produce? 
Yes, game-clinching turnovers. No, but pastry turnovers, you know, the kind with delicious apple filling. Oh, yeah, because that's groceries. And get those delivered with Uber Eats, too, along with food from your favorite restaurants and other essentials. And the best part, you can get it all without missing a second of action on your TV. So this football season, stay planted on your couch and get anything, well, almost, almost anything you need for game day by ordering on the Uber Eats app. Uber Eats, the official on-demand delivery partner of the NFL. Order now. Alcohol in selected markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. Has there ever been a time you've been injured in an accident and not only were you in physical pain, but there were stress, headaches, and problems that followed? Do you wish you had hired an attorney? If you're ever injured, you can check out Morgan & Morgan. Playing corner in the NFL is hard. Submitting an injury claim with Morgan & Morgan is easy. Morgan & Morgan is America's largest injury law firm with over 100 offices nationwide and more than 800 lawyers. With over $15 billion recovered for over 300,000 clients, Morgan & Morgan has a proven track record of fighting to get you full and fair compensation. Morgan & Morgan has been fighting for the people for over 35 years. Submitting an injury claim with Morgan & Morgan is so easy. If you're ever injured, you can check out Morgan & Morgan. Their fee is free unless you win. For more information, go to forthepeople.com slash Sherman or dial pound law. That's pound 529 from your cell phone. That's forthepeople.com forward slash Sherman or pound law. That's pound 529 from your cell phone. This is a paid advertisement. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Well, Richard, you hit the nail on the head. This is a this is a Jekyll and Hyde with the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, they look so, so good at home. I mean, in Jerry's world, they're they're so tough to beat. They're averaging over 40 points a game. I mean, they're just beating the brakes off of great teams. And then they go on the road, and it's just polar opposite. And you're absolutely right. They're going to have to go on the road. And if they do get lucky enough to get out of that wild card weekend, they're going to be going to San Francisco, and they're going to lose by two-plus scores. I mean, you're going to be singing your favorite tune, divisional and done, divisional and done. And, and the word on the street is you might have little Wayne with oh you Singing that. So, I mean, Rich, the Dallas Cowboys, and you're absolutely right. And before we get to my Detroit Lions, the Dallas Cowboys are playing at home against my Detroit Lions. Primetime, Saturday night, December 30th. You know who's 4-0 on primetime, Richard? My Detroit Lions. My Detroit Lions. 
They always show up. So you better watch out. Skip Bayless better watch out. These Dallas Cowboys are teetering. They're teetering. But, Richard, you know who's not teetering in the wrong way? They're teetering kind of in the good way. These Buffalo freaking Bills, they're mm-hmm. eight and six. They are eight and six. Vegas still likes them a lot. They're, they're still one of the top dogs to win the Super Bowl, even though right now they are just fighting for a playoff spot. But, Richard, I got news for you. They're not just fighting for a playoff spot. They're fighting for the division still. But let's talk about this real quick. The Buffalo Bills are two games behind the Dolphins. But you know the Dolphins played on the stretch? They play the Cowboys. Yeah. They play at the Ravens. And they play the Bills at the end of the season. And what could be a tie-breaking thriller as the Buffalo Bills already won their previous matchup. So, wow. Wow. So, Richard, I mean, the Bills, Manila, but it's up there. The, the Bills have an opportunity here. And let's talk a bit about the Bills. I mean, they got ahead of this early. Ken Dorsey looks like he was holding this team back because Joe Brady gets at the helm. And all of a sudden, James Cook is looking like a top five running back in this league. Hold on. Hold 179. On, I, I got a feeling we got we got God, we got a true we got, got a true cowboy hat coming on here. What do we I got? got a hat for the occasion, Mitchell? Because it's all oh, they had to do, yeah. Mitchell. Just run. run the damn ball. That's all you had to do, Mitchell. It, it offense all of a sudden works when you just do that. Goodness gracious! Well, they ran the damn ball. That's all they did all game. I mean, jo- Josh Allen only completed seven passes, and they laid the smack down on these Dallas Cowboys. With completing just seven passes, Josh Allen, sub 100 yards, man. James Cook, let him cook. And these Buffalo Bills, they might be just turning, turning the page at the right time. Richard, you want to talk about another team that's turning the page, entering that next chapter, someplace they haven't been in in years, decades even? Come on now, Mitchell. The team out of Detroit. My Detroit Lions, they've been they've been trying to restore this roar since the early 60s, and I think yes, we sir. might have just done it. I think they might have just done it. They struck gold down in Iowa, Richard, in the draft. Sam Laporta, stud, three-plus three tutties this past week. Richard, I got to know, what are your thoughts on my Detroit Lions? Mitchell, I like them. I like them, Mitchell. I do. I like your Detroit Lions. I just hope. For their sakes, they just avoid the San Francisco. Just avoid them. Just don't, don't deal with them. Make it to the NFC Championship for us. Please. But just avoid them if you can. I don't want to see that in the second round. I just don't. But, Mitchell, Sam Laporta looks to not only be having a Pro Bowl season, but potentially an all-pro season in his rookie year, breaking all these rookie records. I mean, you still got George Kittle, so George Kittle has a great chance. Travis Kelsey's always in the mix for that. You know, these are the household names, so they're going to be first on the ballot when somebody's thinking about tight end, posi- the tight end position. Your boy Hutchinson um, out there in uh, – uh, I mean, Hawkinson. Uh, Hutchinson. Hawkinson yeah. out there in Minnesota is also having a great year. But for this guy to be a rookie, have three-plus touchdowns in one game, Mitchell, there are some tight ends without one touchdown. I mean, Kyle Pitts was supposed to – never mind. I mean, we're not going to go there. But he's the first rookie tight end with 70 receptions, 700 yards, and nine touchdowns in a season. Mitchell, great call. And, Richard, there's still three games left. 
So who who knows? I mean, five catches a game, 85 receptions on the season. I mean, this guy is going to be setting historic records here, to say the least. Richard, I love what Detroit did in this game. They needed this win bad. They were sputtering. The last five games, they just they their defense didn't get it right. Their offense didn't look good. It was like it was like their opposition found them out. They were dealing with some injuries, especially up front. You know, obviously they lose a Lee McNeil, who's their whole plugger up front, the defensive tackle. And then they're without Frank Rag now last week. They're all pro center. They're finally healthy. And they get the masked man, CJ Gardner Johnson back. The rumors have it here in Detroit. He's going to be back as early as next week. Richard, if they get him, a Lee McDeal, their offensive line gets healthy. They can run the damn ball. And if there's a team that you might want to be afraid of in San Francisco, it's a team that can run the damn ball. It is. That is the Detroit Lions. Jameer they, Gibbs. They finally figured out Jameer Gibbs. Mm-hmm. They sure did. You got a two-headed monster there. David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs. Richard, I don't know. Sometimes teams get hot at the right time. And I just hope the Lions can keep this up. And Mitchell, they got a bully of an offensive line. People don't give them enough credit. They have a top five offensive line. People just don't think about it. My only concern for this team, Mitchell, and I like him, is Jared Goff. Because, Mitchell, when he gets hit, I was in the NFC West, Mitchell. I was there. I've been there for a long time. Actually, I was there most of the 99% of the time. I was there. I was in NFC West. And I knew, and we knew, if you get physical with Jared Goff, you put bodies on him, kapow, kapow, kapow. Consistently, Mitchell, the ball gets a little bit more errant and a little bit more errant. And you saw that consistently in some of these games when when uh, the Green Bay Packers were able to get to him. That's the only concern I get because before then, at least in Detroit, he had changed that narrative. He had, he had been getting blitzed. He was great against the blitz. He was great under pressure. He was great doing all these things. And it kind of, he kind of regressed a little bit on some of those losses. So that's my only concern. But you guys have a legitimate offense. Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator, who is probably coaching his last few games with the Detroit Lions. I'm sorry to say, Mitchell, he's gone. Yeah. He's gone. I don't, know if he's, I don't know if he's going to L.A. I don't know if he's going to Carolina. I don't know where he's going, Mitchell. But somebody's going to pay him a lot of money to be the head man of their program in their organization. No, you're 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 spot on, Richard. And it sounds like you're speaking a lot of experience in terms of laying the hammer on Jared Goff. I remember his rookie year. I remember a collision that took place at the goal line delivered by you. Uh, if you guys haven't seen that, you might want to fire up a YouTube search. I mean, Mitchell, but- Mitchell it, it wasn't back then, but right now it would have been, probably been delivered by Uber Eats, and that would have probably been the almost, almost perfect hit of the week or something <laughs> of that. <laughs> well, hey. Richard, you did touch on Jared Goff, and and lucky for him, man, he is this week's Making It Look Easy Player of the Week, brought to you by our friends at Morgan & Morgan, America's largest injury law firm. Jared Goff lit it up. Five tutties, Rich. Five. It was like you just looked down at it. I I was at the game, and I'm telling you that he made it look super easy. All of them went to Laporta for the most part, but he hooked up with his boy St. Brown. He got it to Gibbs, you know. 278 yards, five touchdowns. Let's hope he can keep this going, Richard. He is this week's Making It Look Easy Player of the Week brought to you by Morgan & Morgan, America's largest injury law firm. If you guys are ever injured, you can check out Morgan & Morgan. Go to forthepeople.com slash Sherman or dial pound law. That's pound 529. 
Winning in this league is super tough, Rich, but hiring Morgan and Morgan is easy. It's easy, Mitchell. It's easy. You know what's easy, Mitchell? When you have two all-pro receivers, you can yeah. probably make it look easy. And that's what Baker Mayfield did. Good for Baker. Good good for Baker. Good for Dave Canales. Good for Todd Bowles and the good people of that organization. My guy, Kevin Ross, um, with, with the DBs. Hey, Baker threw for it. 381 yards, four touchdowns. I mean, what else, what more can I say? They're playing the Green Bay Packers, who had won some games, who have been playing well of late. I mean, it's the Packers' first home loss since 2018. Mitchell, I don't know who their quarterback had been all those years before 2018, Mitchell, but that guy probably don't lose in December. But I guess, you know, anybody can do it, Mitchell. You just put a Green Bay helmet on and a jersey, and, and they're just as good as the rest of them that came before. Or maybe they're not, Mitchell, because Jordan Love played a pretty good ball game. Mitchell, he had he threw for 29 to 39 for 284 and two touchdowns, no picks, 100 and, 111 passer rating, but Baker's passer rating was perfect, a perfect 158.3 passer rating. And guess what? The Bucs ran the ball. They found a run game. Rashad White, 21 rushes for 89 yards, plus two receptions for 50 yards and a touchdown. Then we already talked about my guy, Chris Godwin, 10 for 155. Anthony Nelly got him a sack. I mean, if this defense gets hot, the, the big the big conversation around this team was them benching Devin White um, for undisclosed reasons. Maybe it was performance-based. Maybe they just thought uh, K.J. Britt deserved a chance, and he played well. Uh, but instead of playing and rotating with KJ Britt, uh, Devin White just said, "Hey, I'm not doing it. I'm hurt. Sit me down." That's the speculation. It's not confirmed. I'm not here to confirm or deny. But the man was a healthy scratch in this ball game. So back to the Green Bay Packers, your division mm -hmm. rivals, Mitchell. They they were trending this way for a second. It looked like, hey, maybe they may make it a dog fight for this division. And now they're back down to earth, Mitchell. And what they're finding out is even when your quarterback plays pretty good, pretty good, if he's not playing MVP football in Lambeau, then guess what? It's not that special. And I'm sorry, this is going to be the case for a while now. So Green Bay Packers fans, I want you to go back and watch a few Aaron Rodgers highlights. Remember the good times because you got a long, long, long road coming, but I know rain ain't coming. Oh, no, it ain't. <laughs> it ain't coming. So, Y'all better, boys, better stay out of my mentions. Well, Richard, I tell you what, I, I, for one, first off, love the song. You got to, you got to. I, I mean, it's right. I tried to do dancing with the star. Once you I get mean, off here. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get you on the voice next. You, you will, right. you'll be a top candidate on the voice, but I believe it was Jair Alexander. Wasn't it Jair Alexander that was saying we're going to win out rich. They got, they got ahead of themselves. They took a peek at their schedule. I believe they had the easiest schedule down the stretch. I mean, Richard, they saw the giants on their schedule. They saw the Tampa Damn. Bay Buccaneers on their schedule at home. They saw the Panthers on their schedule. They saw the Bears on their schedule. And they I said, hey, that. we're going to win. They're going to win out. This is eerily reminiscent to the Titanic, man. You remember You remember watching the movie The Titanic when and the guys are screwing around on top on the watchtower and don't see the glacier right in front of them? 
Right. <laughs> Jair Alexander got to looking at the coastline and said, man, it looks beautiful, beautiful over there. He forgot right. that glacier right in front of him. And now they're a sinking ship, Richard. You hate Mitchell. to see it. <laughs> you hate to see it I mean, if you're you a Packer to, fan. You, you but you love it. to see it if you're everybody else. If you're everybody else in the North, Mitchell, Mitchell, the king of the North is gone. And now the division is open for everyone. And so, Mitchell, I, 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 when Aaron Rodgers says relax, hey, relax. <laughs> I got it. We're about to make a run. It just hits a totally different. Nope, nobody in Green Bay can say relax right now and somebody believe it because they're not the four-time MVP. And even then, people weren't believing it. But that's a story for a different day, Mitchell. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because, as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I, I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcast. You find it. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around, I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. Are you calling Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right now? He's, he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big top the Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0. Winner, winner, chicken dinner, homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The story I want to talk about is my guy, Flacco. Flacco, Mitchell. 
There's a resurgence, man. I mean, Richard, he, he played the last five years of his career as just a total game manager. And then he comes out this week, throws for 212 in the freaking fourth quarter, leads the Cleveland Browns. 10 points down in the fourth, back to a huge victory. And they snatched the ball right out of Darnell Mooney's hands at that end. That Hail Mary, whoo, what could have been for Chicago? What could have been? Joe Flacco, are you a believer, Rich? Mitchell, Mitchell. Joe Flacco is one of the most dangerous quarterbacks in the National Football League's history when he gets hot. Mitchell, he was not hot in this game, <laughs> at least to start. He was ice cold. I mean, it, there, there's icebergs that was warmer than him to start this game, Mitchell. He threw a few interceptions that leave you scratching your head like, maybe, maybe go back to the couch. But then... The young Flacco, young lead Flacco, he got he got the jitters out. He got whatever it was out, and he started to strike in the fourth quarter. Mitchell, 212 yards in the fourth quarter, the only quarterback to do that this season. Mitchell, he was on the couch pounding, crushing Coronas and eating Doritos, Mitchell, three, four weeks ago. And now he's quarterbacking a team that has a chance to do something special this season because that defense is incredible. But let's give... Justin Fields and, and and the Bears, some credit. They battled in this game. He threw two interceptions. But talk about Montez Sweat and all the money they gave him and, and acquiring him. He had two and a half sacks. Uh, defensively, Tremaine Edmonds had an interception. Uh, Eddie Jackson had an interception. Tariq Stevenson had an interception. So that Bears defense, they're a young team that, that, that needs to create good habits. It's kind of like, remember Detroit last year. At the end, people were like, what are they yeah. fighting for? And it's just creating winning habits. And you love to see it. But the Browns are 4-0 with games decided by three or less. Flacco is playing good football, good enough, throwing accurate passes when they need him. He did not play good in the first half. He did not play a great third quarter necessarily, but it is fourth quarter. And in that Super Bowl run with the Ravens, if you go back and look at statistically, I want to say he threw for 1,100 yards to get all together in those four games, Mitchell, which is great for a playoff game. I want to say he threw 11 or 12 touchdowns. And so... If he gets hot in the playoffs, you know, you know what's a storybook ending, Mitchell? No, maybe people don't want to hear this. Joe Flacco returns to Baltimore with a division rival in the playoffs. <sighs> Mitchell, if Flacco sends Baltimore home, I don't know. Mitchell, they're gonna say <laughs> they're gonna talk be talking about the NFL script and all that gun nonsense again, Mitchell, because that. because there's there's something to be said there, and there's also another storyline if 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 Stafford comes back to Detroit. But I guess it's a story for a different day. That's a story for a different day. You're you're gonna you're gonna you went there, and if there was ever a same old Lions moment, it would be Matt Stafford coming to Detroit and, and and taking home a win with the Rams. But Richard Joe Flacco loves David Njoku. 10, 10 receptions, one hundred forty yards, and or one hundred four yards and a touchdown. He got Amari Cooper a touchdown. Let's let's focus on the field about let's focus on the Bears. Just a quick touch here because they're going to have a huge opportunity this offseason. Like you said, they kind of look a little bit like the Lions did last year. They they're playing super competitive, passionate football. You know, um, Montez Sweat has been a great addition for them at the trade deadline. Two and a half sacks today, Richard. In all likelihood, the Bears are going to have the top pick in this draft. They're probably going to have another top seven pick of their own. 
What are you going to do? I mean, are you taking a quarterback at one or are you trading that pick and putting your faith in this Justin Fields? Mitchell, if you keep the same head coach, you cannot draft a quarterback. You can't. You can't because because it's not going to be any different than Justin Fields is dealing with. Sure, he's supposed to be more talented. He's going to have growing pains. He's going to have be behind the same offensive line with the lack of weapons and everything else. If you get another head coach and you fire this head coach, then maybe. Maybe you get the quarterback. Maybe you trade the next pick for more picks and try to build, you know, kind of a solid roster of young guys through the draft. Cool. Okay, I can under, I can hear that theory. But if you keep the same head coach, I think if you give Justin Fields a better offensive coordinator, which is there are some out there, some great minds out there, you got to go find them. You give him a better coordinator. You give him a better offensive line. Maybe invest in it some. Pay some money. Get him some offensive linemen. Then go draft Marvin Harrison Jr. Then go draft a great tackle. Then you may be cooking with grease. You you've got some solid pieces on the defensive side. We already talked about Jalen Johnson, um, uh, Tremaine Edmonds, Eddie Jackson, Montez Sweat with his two and a half sacks. There are pieces there that can get going if they if they were in this situation where they were competitive offensively. They also have running backs that could get it done. But you have to get get the offensive line in place and some playmakers on the edge. If you got DJ Moore, you feel good about that. You get Marvin Harrison Jr., Mitchell. I think that will totally change what you got with Justin Fields. But that's just me. I I like it. And you know what, Rich? There's a name. There's a name in consideration that's swirling around the Metro Detroit area as a candidate for the Chicago Bears job. Your good friend, Jim Harbaugh. So, you know... Richard, there there could be there could be hope on their ri- Mitchell, horizon Mitchell, in Chicago. James Joseph Harbaugh is not is not is not leaving the Michigan Wolverines. I don't. Uh, uh, he's never had a better spot in his life where they appreciate uh, yeah. him. They they idolize him. Mitchell, imagine going back to your alma mater, and if he finds a way to win the national championship there this year, Mitchell, I don't know if he'd ever have to leave. They could go one and eleven and just beat the Ohio State University, Mitchell, and he'd have an argument to still have a job. Because you've brought a national championship to Michigan, you can do no wrong. As a quarterback that came from Michigan, Mitchell, and you tell me you want to go to the Chicago Bears and risk it all? I mean, maybe. I'm with you. But as a Michigan State Spartan fan, kind of be nice to get him out of town, you know what I mean? That's but, fair. Richard, I speaking of one of your good friends, we got to talk about them. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going to happen this offseason, but your boy Robert Sala, the New York Jets, just get stamped with a zero today. The Miami Dolphins, 30 to nothing without Tyreek Hill. Jets, abysmal. I mean, what's, what is going to be the solve here in New York with the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 Rich? The solve is what it was last season, Mitchell. A healthy Aaron Rodgers. And I think that's what's tough is because can you properly like even evaluate Robert Sala's job without the franchise quarterback you traded all this for? You you literally traded, picked up his receivers, like did what he asked you to do, and then your head coach doesn't have him at his disposal. And now you're like, hey, let's fire the head coach. I mean, how? 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 At least give him a shot with the quarterback. Now, if they go freaking – five wins with Aaron Rodgers under center for an entire season, then fire everybody, Mitchell. Fire the whole crew. 
but I highly doubt that's happened. That has never happened under Aaron Rodgers. I don't think it'll start now. And so I think I think he deserves another chance. I think they'll give him another chance. I think Joe Douglas made some mistakes this this season, not 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 seeing the writing on the wall after Aaron Rodgers went out week one. There were capable backups in the league. We already saw what different guys have done this season in that role. And, I mean, we talk about Jake Browning, Josh Dobbs played really yeah. well in spurts. Um, even even you got Jameis, you know, you got guys like that. Um, Jacoby Brissett, guys that were available to potentially be had as capable backups who have won games in this league. I mean, Joe Flacco. I mean, clearly they saw Joe Flacco the year before, but maybe that wasn't the offense for him. Maybe the offensive line wasn't good enough, but still, he would have done better than Zach Wilson in a lot of these games and probably given him a chance to win. So I think they got to give him another year. I would agree with you, Richard. I mean, this this Jets storyline that happened this year, it's a, it's a shame, you know, because what could have been and then four plays, five plays into the season, everything changed. Aaron Rodgers, I mean, news came out. He is going to be medically cleared going in next week. Do you think there's any shot in hell that he actually steps foot on the field and plays a game? Or you think, uh, I mean, what's going through your head if you're him right now? No, no. I saw Zach Wilson get beat to <laughs> hell. <laughs> Mitchell. So Aaron Rodgers with, with a not healed, not healed Achilles tendon going back there and thinking, hey, we're I'm going to save the day. I do not see it happen. Because he would get beat to hell, and but he would be in a much different situation because he can't even protect himself um, unless he's just dropping at every sign of a sack, which is with this offensive line, almost every play. And so, I don't see it happening. I wouldn't do it, but I'm not Aaron, so maybe he does. Maybe he still makes the decision to go out. I wouldn't. Um, but let's talk about my guy Raheem Madrid. Because he's having an incredible season, an all-pro season, similar to Christian McCaffrey. He's leading the league in rushing touchdowns. He's got 20 total touchdowns on the season, 18 rushing. I mean, he has more rushing touchdowns than 25 franchises, man. 25. What are we doing? What are we doing? This is insane. And he's done it while splitting carries uh, with with Devin Kane, And he's been out a couple weeks, but still... This offense is explosive. Jalen Waddle has a season high, 142 receiving yards on eight catches. Bradley Chubb, three sacks. Brandon Jones, two interceptions. This defense is starting to come into their own. Uh, they played a freaking great game, pitched a shutout of the New York Jets, and that's what Vic Fangio does in December. And uh, this was this was Tua Tungafailoa's game without Tyreek. And he was 21 of 24 for 224 and a touchdown. Not the same stats he normally has, but still a pretty solid game. Uh, and I guess, Mitchell, when you shut out an opponent like that and play such great defense, that's how you become Uber Eats. Almost, almost perfect defense. That Y'all know this is a segment where we highlight the NFL defense that put on the most dominating performance this week. It was the Miami Dolphins. They shut out the Jets. Held them to 1.9 yards per play. Goodness gracious. Had two interceptions, six sacks. Miami also forced two more fumbles. Held the Jets to 110 total yards. The Jets had only four yards in the first half. Lowest of any team since 2015. Mitchell, I don't even know what you say during that performance. I mean, that was – they did not look competent on offense with what Miami was doing to them mm. defensively. 
they held him to what negative ten yards at some at one point in the game, negative ten passing yards, which is a feat in itself. I <sighs> but I, I, t- I tell you what it tells me, Rich. Ooh. We're going to have to change the segment from the Uber Eats almost, almost perfect defense to the Uber Eats perfect, perfect. defense because I don't know how you get much more perfect than that, Richard. This Miami Dolphins team represented us well this week with the Uber Eats almost, almost perfect defense of the week. And remember, you can order almost, almost anything you want on Uber Eats, the official on-demand delivery partner of the NFL. Go ahead and order now. Richard, it's go time for Miami. I mean, they got a big game against the Cowboys next week. We've talked about it all season long. They like to beat up on teams sub 500. Now's the time to shine. Can they sneak away from the Bills a little bit and grab a stranglehold of this division? Or the Cowboys, are you going to have an earful to hear hear from Skip Bayless? We shall see. Richard. Skip Skip ain't got a lot to say right now. Skip. Skip. Uh, They took another beat. Well, that they did. We got to go to New England. We got to talk about the Chiefs a little bit here. Mahomes looks frustrated. Um, Richard, what is your thought process when it comes to this Kansas City Chiefs team? They seem to have lost their luster a little bit. Uh, Rasheed Rice is getting more involved in the passing game. It looks like Mahomes has a new favorite wide receiver target. But this Chiefs team just doesn't look like they did in the years past. Your thoughts on what's going on in Kansas City? Yeah, in years past, you always look. At, at different moments of the game and said, man, they're going to turn it on and they're going to pull away in this game. And they did during this game, but this is the New England Patriots. This offense has been pedestrian, to say the least. That's putting it kindly. I mean, at times they've looked like throw up in a cup, um, especially in the games against like the the Chargers where they didn't score a point. Uh, but it, it's it's Bill Belichick's 163rd loss, third most all-time, only two behind Jeff Fisher and Dan Reeves. Um, they're talking about he may not come back next year to New England. I don't know if that's the right decision, but who am I? I'm just a humble servant. I don't call any shots in New England, and I, I just don't know what they do. But this Chiefs team just does not seem like the championship team they have been. And you know, as soon as we say that, Mitchell, they'll be right back in the NFC, I mean, AFC championship, and they'll find a way to get to the Super Bowl. But it does not look like a championship team. And for the first time in a long time, it does not look like the AFC championship will come through Arrowhead Stadium as the Arrowhead Invitation, as the Arrowhead Invitational has been five years running um, with their record. Uh, unless something crazy happens and crazier things have happened, maybe Baltimore stumbles. They have they have really tough games down the stretch. Maybe Miami stumbles. But right now, it doesn't look like they'll be in control of their own destiny throughout, at least home field. <clears throat> it sure doesn't. And they got to they gotta figure things out here quick, man. I mean, but until then, the Kansas City Chiefs have got to figure this out. I mean, this is not this is not the team we're used to seeing. We're not used to seeing Mahomes frustrated like this. But we shall see. They play on Monday night. We got another Monday night thriller division foe the Raiders next week. Richard, before we leave this week 15 recap, we got a big game tomorrow huge. with huge implications up in Seattle, especially. If Seattle wants to keep their true, true playoff hopes alive. They're going to have to put a win in the W column this Monday night. Richard, your thoughts going in tomorrow, tomorrow night's game. Do they have a shot here? Oh, they definitely got a shot, Mitchell. They, they no question they have a shot um, and they need it. They played, they played a bit of inspired football, at least for the first half of last week. You, t- you saw even with Drew Locke at the helm, 
They were competitive in that game. He threw a dime to DK Metcalf earlier in the game. And then, you know, everything comes back to reality. It's it just, you know, San Francisco 49ers are a really tough ball club, and it's going to be a tough win to get. But this Philadelphia Eagles team has been reeling. They're without their best corner in Darius Slay. Um, they're starting Keely Ringo, a good friend of the program, a kid that's from Seattle, going back to play in his home state in front of the family and fans. Uh, but it is his first start as a pro. Uh, we'll see how that goes. This defense hasn't been playing as well as of late. They're coming off of a big loss in which Dallas kind of exposed them. I'm sure Seattle's watched that tape and see some things where they can they can take advantage potentially. Hopefully, Geno Smith is back this week. I haven't seen. Um, I think they're going to make a game day decision. I haven't seen everything from that, but I will be at this game, Mitchell. I'm going to see this one in person because I think the Phil- Philadelphia Eagles are very vulnerable. They're taking a cross-country trip. Um, playing in a hostile environment. If any, if game, Seattle can have any game, they got to have this one. And if they get this one, the playoff chances increase substantially, especially with the Minnesota Vikings. Tough schedule down the stretch. Uh, Green Bay taking this loss helps them. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think they can win it and, and give themselves a chance at the playoffs. And you know that'd be a tough game too, them going back to Detroit to play the Detroit Lions. Oh. Mitchell. Oh. I don't want to see that. I don't know. The the Seahawks have had the Detroit Lions number over the last two years. They've also had the Eagles number over the last few years. So I'm kind of with you, Rich. I like the Seahawks here. They're in, they're in do or die mode and I like their chances. Richard, it's been a hell of a week as always. I will let you sign us off as we conclude this week's 15 recap. Well, if you like what you see and you like what you hear, we've been here all year. You know, keeping it clear, no fear. You know, I'm not a rapper, but I like to rhyme. I appreciate you sticking with us all this entire time, hearing us out. Hit the sub button if you're new. Everybody else, we'll see you next time. You know we'll have a guest on Tuesday. Can't wait. Stay tuned. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102. 
if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.